B-Pod Studios. Now, now, it's time, it's time for Solak and Bertrand. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks on the Sports Hub. I do want to make it 1,000% clear. I want to go to 2,000% or 100,000, whatever percent you want to use. Bill Belichick never asked for, in our discussions, full control over personnel or the building or anything of that nature. He was very inclusive, very collaborative. Um, he met Terry Fontenot. Uh, he checked out our people doing his own his own references. Uh, he sent me a private text, which I eventually shared with Terry, that he was happy working with him. So all these, I don't know whatever you want to call them, I want to be kind to the media, but all of these... Uh, Thank you. Th- things that were being produced by the media, but totally not true. Um, I don't say it to to um, to to, to Patrick. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Now, now, it's time, it's time for Solak and Bertrand. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks on the Sports Hub. I do want to make it 1,000% clear. Uh, I want to go to 2,000% or 100,000, whatever percent you want to use. Bill Belichick never asked for, in our discussions, full control over personnel or the building or anything of that nature. He was very inclusive, very collaborative. Um, he met Terry Fontenot. Uh, he checked out our people doing his own his own references. Uh, he sent me a private text, which I eventually shared with Terry, that he was happy working with him. So all these, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, I want to be kind to the media, but all of these uh, thank you th- things that were being produced by the media, but totally not true. Um, I don't say it to to um, to, to to patronize Bill. But to be fair to him, uh, I mean, he never had that as a requirement. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got his history. He has a way of doing things, et cetera, which have been very, very successful. Now, you could debate, you know, is that true the last four years or so? It might be a little different picture, but, you know, there's a lot of stories behind a lot of things. You don't get an owner who speaks as openly and honestly on the record as you do with Arthur Blank very often. Wow. Owner of the Falcons, Arthur Blank. I first time I heard what he sounds like. I would have, I would have, if you watch him, you would say, yes, sir, I must play, I must win, bring me my tea. It's, I, would, I would think he would have that sort of that Smithers sort of vibe about him. Like, no, just tell you the truth. Speaks normal, like a real guy. I'm not just going to sit here. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Appreciate what Bill did. I met with him one-on-one. You and the media, you took this thing to another level. How about that, though? Yeah, texted me. said, hey, share this with uh, Terry Fontenot. I'll work with him. That's the other guy, Rich McKay. It's McKay. McKay is the killer. Yeah, you think it's McKay, McKay killed, killed it. He absolutely killed this thing. Uh, he also made it clear that he never offered Bill Belichick the job 
and saying he had no idea where Boomer Esiason and heard that because it was simply not true. So it's good he hears things and take notes and yeah, I'm gonna call it out, call you out on it. We well, got asked about that one. They they asked him and he said, No, that's I don't know where he heard that yeah. because that's not true. I did not offer him the job. He did not get offered the job. Which means he turned it down. Right. No. He didn't turn it down. No. He didn't have an offer. Exactly. And the part about Arthur Blank speaking there in that clip we just played was the part about you can debate it you can debate it over the last four years talking about Bill's success. You know, he says he's got his ways and it's been very successful. Right. Well, you can debate it whether or not it was successful. Well, over the he's last telling four years. you something was problematic that we looked at, yes. and it was probably relative to the four years. We're not going to sit here and kiss his ass for the for the for the eighteen years prior. It's what transpired after that and what happened. Jump point, Tom. And I'm glad he said it because I've been telling everybody that will listen to me. You gotta understand that the last four years have damaged Bill and his reputation. Sure have, sure have. And Arthur Blank just confirmed it in that clip. Mm-hmm. He he didn't just sit there and kiss Bill's ass and tell you about how great he stopped and said, "Well, let's remind ourselves that you can debate how successful he's been given the last four years." Yeah, hey, it's damaging. Let's Rick remind Mullers. ourselves that's the way a guy spoke that was actually really interested in him. Yes, who really likes. There me. aren't many teams out there that were interested, obviously now. He's telling you, hey, we had him in twice. We were interested. But, boy, there was some sort of a hang-up there. And that they did not ignore the last four years. Right. Even with there being some good uh, good times in there, right? Yeah. The Mac Jones rookie year. That was a good year. Good year. But three of the last four were bad, and Arthur Blank was not willing to ignore it. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got his history. He has a way of doing things, et cetera, which has been very, very successful. Now, you could debate. You know, is that true the last four years or so? It might be a little different picture, but, you know, there's a lot of stories behind a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, different picture there the last four years. Yeah, I think it's important that I note that and giving you a little insight into why he may was maybe was not offered the gig in the end because there are some problems over the last four years. I give him credit for bringing him in, too, because that's a guy that, that kicked your ass. You were up 28-3, and he beat you in the biggest game ever. Yet, you know what? You're still going to show interest here. How many teams that have? Yeah. So, what have you done for me lately, League? I think that's what it all comes down to. Yes. Yeah. Feels that way. Which should start to turn on Shanahan. Yeah. You want the coach to get you competitive and to get you to 10 and 11 wins and all that, but just not win the big one for you? Tough decisions may need to be made out there in San Francisco. Also, well, Tom Pelissero reports that Belichick started getting phone calls after the Falcons went with Raheem Morris, and it became clear that Bell, uh, Bill was not going to have a head coaching gig. Yeah. Multiple owners, according to Pelissero, reached out to Bill, not about becoming their coach right now, but about the next coaching cycle next offseason. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because I think it does give you some insight into how the league works. Right. There are owners that are pr- just – priming the pump right now. Probably would have fired, fired our guy this Two. year, but couldn't. Had to wait and wait one more year. So, yeah. you know, they Maybe are very analytical guys told him to hang on another year. They are ready to light the match and blow it up next off season within yes. their organizations to blow out their head coaches and hire Bill. You got any inclinations to who, who they could be, Barth? I got to think Jerry's one of them, right? I, I, I would I think Jerry, Philly wouldn't surprise me. Oh. Hey, Maybe Buffalo. All the teams you're talking about in the playoffs. Woody Johnson this week said, they know how angry I am in there about the offense. 
It is go time right now. Time is of the essence. Well, he put Robert Sala in charge of the offense, so I don't know what's going on with that. Also, I don't know if Bill would go back to the Jets. He wouldn't even go in their locker room oh, when they were filming like that the, documentary. How about the other team in town? How about going Giants. to the Giants? Giants? That would be much more realistic. I could see the Giants. What if the Maras, who Bill is close with, checked in and said, listen, if Dayball sucks again this year, despite his good year one, right. we might move on from him. Yeah, I could see and, that. And we're so desperate to get things back on track here. But they'd have to tell Bill, you can't bring Joe Judge. That he's <laughs> no, we can't have him. <laughs> Joe Judge is not coming back. They carry the lunch bells. <laughs> you can come, you can hire the staff, but no Joe Judge. That's the only stipulation we're giving you on this one. What about Washington? And I know they just hired a guy, but it, they wanted Ben Johnson. Yeah. It didn't work yeah, out. I don't feel. Are like they it. maybe ready to one and no, done him? I don't think so. No, no, just a thought. No, and they wouldn't be making that call now. Just nothing fits right? down there. You might be right, but they would not be calling Bill right now when they just hired a guy. It doesn't fit down there. Fan fan base, workout facility, stadium, That's location. True. Everything's bad. No, my guess it's the Pagulas in Buffalo, and it's Jerry, oh. and it's um, all the other teams that we named. Lurie? Philly? Could, oh. be, could be the Maras. Could be Jeffrey Lurie in Philly. Oh, and it could be the Pagulas with that thing kicking off in three years there. How about San Francisco? Ooh. I mean, maybe not before the Super Bowl. Well, I'm maybe saying they're like, calling today. Maybe today. Maybe they're making a call today. Hey, how, would you run the ball in this situation? I just, well, you, I, I, you know, we should get that old clip of Bill if we can find it from years ago. And he you tells to, Josh, Josh, just, Josh, just, yeah, just Josh, run the ball, just run the effing ball, just run the effing ball, Josh. You weren't the first one at um, Bartha brought that up to me. Like if Bill's their coach, they would have won that game. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that says more about Shanahan that like Bill's a great coach, of course. He would have. Bill's not the only coach that could have won that game, but Bill's available. Mm. So just that's why run I think the it's relevant. ball, Josh. Just run the damn thing. Can you just do that? Can you just run the ball? Keep it on the ground. 617-779-0985. John's in New Hampshire today. Hi, John. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Good. Hey, listen, I want to talk about, first of all, great game. Did not disappoint. Second overtime game in Super Bowl history. Fantastic. Um, but dynasty. Kansas and I, Kansas City's dynasty. And it's tough to compare because we're talking about coaching as well, too. Andy Reid, Shanahan dropping the ball, or if he had the ball in his head, he would have physically dropped it in front of everybody. Um, Brady was not Mahomes early in his career. Brady was a system guy. Remember after Brady's third Super Bowl, they called him a system guy. Now, Mahomes, no doubt, early in his career, better quarterback than Brady was in his career. Which, now if we're going to talk about quarterbacks, what is Mahomes going to look like in the next decade of the next dynasty? And I know Belichick fell apart like Marv Levy did. You know, you get old. Look at you. We all have, you get old, you get stuck in your ways. Belichick created Brady. There was a whole. Don't forget Romeo Cornell on the defense and Charlie Weiss, who worked with Brady in the early days. And then McDaniels later on. Uh, we just got lucky in a lot of ways. Reed's a great growth. I think it was a great point that someone said, what's Mahomes going to look like without Andy Reed? Because they're going to get picked apart like every team does. Um, anyway, that's just okay, what I okay. Well, how about where do Spags go? The Spags ends up taking over as head coach, and do you keep like Nagy on as offense coordinator? You know, keep him with Mahomes. Spags can coach. 
So it's not just because when Andy Lee breathes, oh, the defense can. No, Spags runs the defense. And Reed oversees the offense. And Nagy's getting groomed for it. I, I think Patrick Mahomes will be fine. Now it's how could he change and learn to elevate guys the way Brady did late in his career. Brady changed late in his career. But again, going back to that game, San Francisco, you got a back like McCaffrey that was running the contact and getting it at two yards and carrying guys to seven. And you had it third and short, third and four, third and five. And you chose to throw during those situations. That's two down territory to run with that type of back in Debo. More on the Super Bowl, including the performance of Chris Jones in this game. What a beast. What a player, though. Big fan of his. What, uh, what, what one did he have early that was so disruptive? I mean, there were multiple. You think about it. You think about what you want to say about right. Chris Jones from last night. Yeah. Uh, more on that. He also called Kyle Shanahan crazy after the game <laughs> for taking the ball. He said, That's crazy. Crazy. Thank you. Yep. Hey, they, they should put up something at the parade in Kansas City this week. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks for participating. Uh, it's all in the way here on Zolak and Bertrand. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Now, look at all of this. Zolak and Bertrand on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Just the journey we've had to take, the adversity we had to face. I think we faced the best team in the league in Baltimore Ravens, hands down. And the journey we had to take was um, being one of the most prolific offenses in the game in um, our first game, Miami Dolphins. And then going to a Buffalo team who was steamrolling people and um, defeating them at home. And also going to Baltimore Ravens, which is a tough environment. MVP, Lamar Jackson, and that defense, man. And we was able to overcome them obstacles. We wasn't being defeated here. Chris Jones, big part of that defense that had a hell of a night for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Chris Jones was uh, just straight up stopping the 49ers almost single-handedly at times in this game. A, uh, a dominant performance from him Yep, in this game. Uh, multiple plays where Chris Jones was straight up destroying guys out there. Huge force, huge force for that defense. Yeah, the one, um, the one I remember this running over the left tackle. But um, the comparison I would have to a guy that just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, Julius Peppers, Julius Peppers type body, long, lanky, but he's got that reach. Um, he doesn't play with inside power, but it's the spin moves, it's the ability to get big, to to bat the ball, to to jump on a guy's back when you read run, to read his ability to read screen was phenomenal. Like, for a big guy, normally these guys just get upfield, kill quarterback, kill quarterback. No. Smart, veteran player, big game, recognition. He knew where to be and what spot to be in. And that's what's impressive. Because some guys play out of control. And when you got guys that can cover the way they do and you got this guy up front, everybody's going to go all off on Mahomes in this game. A defense. 
That defense kicked ass. They really did. They really did. Because I thought, I thought the 49ers had control of this game for three quarters. Well, because they, they were controlling the clock. And when you hit the clock as your friend and it's rolling, you're in control of the game. There was also the um, play during which Chris Jones went completely unblocked. And that was, uh, again, to highlight the, the genius of the San Francisco 49ers offense. It was the third and four play with seven and a half minutes to go in the overtime session. Game tied up at 19. It's the third down play that is taking place from the eight-ish yard line. And they left Chris Jones on block. Did you catch that one? This is not. A, this is less about Chris Jones. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was more about the more about the Forty ers They did not block him. Yeah, to throw the ball, quick throw in the flat with a guy in a two cut route. He had to throw it away. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was wide open. Right. Had to throw it away. Had to throw the ball away. Yeah. Because they didn't block Chris Jones. Yep. So I do have to, you know, take his performance last night with a grain of salt. So on a play like that, where he looks like he's a big factor, it was because they didn't even block him. Morons, but I I think Chris Jones is a very good player. I think he was uh, I think he was out there destroying guys. You said the tackle he destroyed their guard at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, they move around too. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Banks got rolled over by him at one point last night. Got absolutely crushed. But um, yeah, one of our friends um, had the comparisons of him. Yeah, you know, not even a comparison. This is but what we the- got to get into. One of our one of our colleagues. Is fighting with us right now. Yeah, he was at the spreader because over because over um, because anyway. Uh, now we're going to get into arguments of whether or not Richard Seymour ever played nose. No, oh, oh, I, I didn't read this one. I'd read the net. Oh boy, mass. Are we going to go pull up tape of two thousand and one? Do we have to do that when he was Seymour? Didn't play nose. DT. <laughs> Well, he played everywhere on the line. They moved him around. They moved him around. But where was he in 2001? Barth? At multiple spots. Okay, was he playing nose in 2001? Sometimes. When he would destroy guys, like, just as a rookie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It happened. His rookie year was one of his better years. His rookie year, the guy would get, probably because he Yeah, was, when they got rolling, they kicked Ted Washington inside. Yes, yeah. that was the following year. Yeah. Was it the following year or two years later? That was later? 03, because he was here for the Super Bowl. That was yep. two years later. Because yep. Bobby Hamilton wasn't big enough to play nose initially. They wanted Bobby to play the nose. So it was really Richard that would go in, and that's when he, that, that's when he first started to dominate. Then he eventually kicked him to tackle. Yeah. Then you drafted Vince. It was strictly a nose. Yeah, and when he came out of Georgia, he was drafted as a nose. That's yeah, the way he the was power drafted. Guy. I mean, he's ridiculously powerful. His power is different than Chris Jones's. Yeah, John, Jones is more doubt. of an upright player. Jones is more of like a McGinnis-style type player. Yep. Okay, that that type of disruption, and neither one is bad, <laughs> you know. But Richard, oh, you want to block him? No. Richard oh. Seymour could play any position up front and dominate. Yep. He could dominate. He could dominate. He played against a different double, leverage. He could dominate against double teams. Didn't they even put him when he was in Oakland at, like, outside linebacker? I don't remember. I don't recall that. I may be misremembering, but I feel like I saw him stand The argument is this. This is going to make me mad now. Chris Jones is not Richard Seymour. He's not even close to Richard Seymour. No. Sorry. He's just not. No, Richard Seymour is a Hall of Fame established 12 years, 15 years. But even just elite in terms of skill set, he doesn't have the same skill set as Richard Seymour. He just is not as powerful. Right. He just isn't. We still, you know what I like about Chris Jones? He's a smart player. Yeah. He's a smart player. Yeah, he doesn't play out of control. No, he doesn't. It's sort of Patriot like. Mm hmm. 
That's what I, I sort of like him because it is yeah, Patriot-like. Absolutely. It extends, too. You see him getting mad at other guys for committing stupid penalties. Yes. Like, he knows, why are you doing this? This, this was dumb. You're costing us. That is the one thing that we will always have stamped in New England because of Bill Belichick, an appreciation of smart football players. And that's all because of Bill, right? Especially on that side of the ball, that's all because of Bill and the way Bill coached and the way Bill ran a program for so long. And we were all lucky to have seen it when it was at its peak. Yep. And he is a guy who could have fit in with a Patriot team for sure. Jake Umbridge. Take umbrage. Take umbrage. I was going to go to that car, uh, that call, but we'll go to Mike in the truck. Hey, Mike. Mikey. Hey, guys. I just, I'm amazed that you guys never jumped all over Zolak earlier for saying ginormity. What the hell's going on with that word? It's a Zoism. It's a Zoism. I know. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to let, uh, I want to let you guys talk about uh, Mahomes not catching Brady. He's only at halftime with the number of Super Bowls. Not yet. And one of the things you're not talking about is the year that Brady blew out his knee in the first game and they went 11-5, and five. that team was stacked. That could have been a seventh championship for him. But uh, Mahomes, if he stays healthy, he may catch him. But he's going to play his whole career healthy, I think, in order to catch for, order to catch Tom. I think Tom will have the more opportunities, right? You look at the two losses to the Giants. You could have said that one there when you blew out your ear. Could have had another one there. How about the uh, if you played Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl when he threw for five, maybe the best performance ever in a Super Bowl for 505 yards? Yeah, and if they right. hand the ball off to Beast Mode, they don't win Super Bowl 49. Correct. You can we play can that all stupid game all yep. day long. Yep. I can't stand it. Yep. It, when we get those calls, though, it always seems to work in favor of the Patriots win all the games they won plus some. Yeah. It never goes the other way. I like that. Right? Yeah. Does it ever go the other way? Not really. The Beast Mode one's a big one. I would say it's got to be the dumbest call in Super Bowl history. Yeah. It's the way it looked. Well, I mean, 28-3 is kind of one big what if. It's not really a specific play there. What if you blocked Hightower? Yeah. What if Kyle Shanahan runs the ball? Yeah. Once. <laughs> you know, what if D4 doesn't jump offside? Yeah. You ever yeah. think of that one? Maybe Patrick Mahomes could have won that year, too. Should we give that one to him? Should we they give probably that? Would have beat that Should we take one away from Brady and give it to Mahomes what if, on the what ifs? What if play the what if, what if game? doesn't catch that juggling ball? Yeah, yeah sure. What if? What well, if Brady, Brady's head was concussed what if, off Nate Solder's head? What if John uh, Casey doesn't boot the ball out of bounds against the Patriots in uh, Super Bowl thirty-eight? God Almighty! What if Tyler Bass doesn't miss wide right? Like how? All right. How often do we want to do that? Don't do that. It's a bad game to play. I don't like doing that. Yeah, we don't do that. that much. We don't do that game. Tom's in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to bring up a situation in the game yesterday that nobody seems to be talking about, and that is that special play that Jansen threw to McCaffrey for the touchdown. Oh. The three the three guys up in the booth, they were all saying that there was an illegal man downfield. One of the offensive linemen was too far downfield. They should have caught that. It, it just called off the touchdown and said it was no good. Well, first of all, it's a lateral. Uh, nope. So nobody was saying that, though. They were all saying, no, it, it was illegal. And then as far as speaking about Brady and Mahomes, all I can say about that is Brady's the GOAT of all time, but Mahomes is the GOAT right now. At this point in time, nobody has played and done as much as Mahomes has done in the last six years. And so if people want to say who's better, well, wait until Mahomes plays 20-some-odd years. 
Or maybe he'll break Brady's record in less than 20-some-one years. But you can't say it now because he's only played six years. Unless you want to compare Brady's first six years to Mahomes' first six years, I guess you could do that if you want. But uh, I think that you know Brady's the greatest of all time, but Mahomes could very well be the one that could, he could break him. You know what scares me most about Mahomes now? Is that he can do it with a crappy offense. That's what should scare you about Mahomes. Yep. Because my assumption was, and I think yours was too, they're about to go into a downturn here. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's getting older. He doesn't look as good as he once he's was. He's big one, yeah. I kind of think he's at the end. And they don't have much else on that team. In I terms like, of I like talent she was. Yeah, yeah, but I but, mean, is he a one? No. no. He's fine. He's fine. There's they nothing gotta, special they get, about get him. Get rid of Kadarius Tony. They had to leave him at home. McKinnon, ugh. Even the guy who catches the game winner in Hardman. He's nice, fine. He's a, he's a nice player, but nothing special there. Yeah. And they had to bring him back yeah, no because kidding. they had just nothing. Right. And so you assume, all right, they're going to go through a cycle here where they have to sort of go down and come back up and start drafting quality players again and adding some talent through the draft to, to become that team yep. that they were just a few years ago in terms of the quality of their roster. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe they don't have to go that deep. Maybe this guy is that good, that he elevates his team that much, that as long as his defense can keep him in the game, he'll be there at the end to win it. It's a difference maker. And if that's the case, well, then that is something different than Brady. He's fun to watch, and that's the best part of it. Like, you know, you know it's not like there's not this anti-Mahome thing going, going on. I like him. I like watching him. I appreciate how good he is. And you want something like that to be sustainable in this league. If there's morons out there that will tell you, you know, analytics tells us to take the ball first. That's <laughs> yeah, all right, because that guy on the other side, doesn't matter if he gets it first or last. He's better than you. So shove your analytics. I think with the Chiefs roster, too, just on top of he can win with, with a bad offense, they have some free agents on defense, but they've got a solid defensive core. The line's good. Like, they can attack adding pass catchers in free agency. They have the flexibility to do that. They're probably, they should, Take a wide receiver in the first round. And they usually like to trade up. So they're probably oh, watch, get watch a good one. Watch again one of those LSU or Washington kids. Yeah, exactly. Like I, That would not surprise me. I don't think they're trading up to like eight to get Malik Neighbors, but end of the first round, trading up middle of the first round would not surprise me one bit. Or they or they go get one of these tight ends, a good tight ends class, and they get the next guy ready for when Travis Kelsey leaves. How was lunch today, Zoe? Was it good? Well, it depends who brought it. Because the what do you people mean, that brought you ate, it, you ate the food. How ate, was it? It was excellent because it was brought to you by Smith Barthi, and Walensky. You eat lunch today? Oh, so good. What was that sandwich? Uh, prime rib sandwich. Yes. Uh, it was you know a, we had? It was a prime rib type sandwich with um, horseradish sauce yeah. and, and, and caramelized onions. It's uh, Smith and Walensky, of course. 92 Middlesex Turnpike, Burlington. Best food drop ever. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. New lunch menu, including the truffle burger. Topped with a portobello mushroom. Ooh. Gruyere. Gruyere. That's how you say that, right? Gruyere, Gruyere cheese. cheese. That's the one. That's the cheese that's on the um, kind of that soup, French onion soup. And Gruyere. It's, it's also got the black truffle aioli. Mm. Bar menu, 2 to 5, Monday to Friday. It features $2 oysters. Oh. Call 781-951-2333 or just go to smithandwalensky.com and make your reservation. Our thanks to them. They took care of, they, care of us in Vegas twice. They're unbelievable. Just unbelievable people.
took care of us on Radio Row, was able to go to the Vegas location while we were out there, thanks to Maz. Maz set up a dinner for us. Yeah, I think he posted a picture of that on Twitter. It's nice. And I just want to make a clarification about that picture he posted. The $20 bill on the table was not the tip. <laughs> the $20 bill on the table was a bet that had been won on some Celtics trivia that was being played at the table over dinner. Maz and uh, Big Jim Murray's friend, Derek, who is something. What did you make of Derek on the trip? Think of me <laughs> multiplied times a 1,000 and turn the volume up that tenfold. That's Derek. Well, Derek and Maz got into a fight about which team the Celtics had their lone home loss to back in the 80s, and it was the Portland Trailblazers, and Derek thought it was another team, and that's what the fight was about. And Maz cleaned up and took $20 from Derek. But that was not the tip. $20 was not the tip. Someone texted me and said, you cheap bricks left a $20. Tip. <laughs> I'm like, no. What are you talking about? Uh, no, that is not what happened. Uh, we've got headlines now with Barth. More to come here on Zolak and Bertrand right after this. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. Here comes McKinnon in motion. Pass this side, Todd Kelsey, touchdown, Kansas City. Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs have a Kelsey touchdown, his 74th, and that ties Dallas Cowboy, former Cowboy, Jason Witten for fifth all-time for touchdown catches by a tight end in NFL history. I do like this song. Good pick, Milliken. I don't know that it sounds like that. <clears throat> You're watching him on TikTok Live. This is Tower of Power? What is, this is... Starship. Nothing's going to Starship. Stop right. They could sing for being old, too. Really? You've seen them recently? No, I watched them on TikTok. Like recent venues they played. No, so you've yeah. seen a video of them like, recently. Now turn it up, like, Melody. Holy cow. jam. We're going to get to the chorus, no one dude. Told you turn it off. Back in the 
This was hard to do on remote. I gotta say, uh, Vegas was a really good time. It was on a little teeny weeny table we all had to squish into. Zoe and I had a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole city knew that we had a good time. You know, we left an impression. You can tell that they like our shows out there. Like, Who we, the, the we, people we, in Vegas? Always looking. Like Felger was yelling. You know, he got in a, got into a Lombardi, Lombardi like, thing. Over. Yeah, we, we put our stamp on Vegas. What was the reaction back here to the Lombardi stuff, Barthy? Oh. Yeah, it was what? everywhere. <laughs> it was that, that. That was the that that was one of the clips of the week. That was it, I got four or five texts. I was working on something. People were like, "Are you hearing this? Are you listening to this?" I just love the text I got from Lombardi. Lombardi thought he was coming on with us. He was oh, so did he? Pissed. Yeah. So I, I heard him say something at the end. He's like, "I didn't know this is what I was signing up for. I thought it was a joke." But he literally no. That's he did not know. He did not know that he was going out with Phil Garmas. He thought he was coming huh. on with us. Yeah. Interesting. Whoops. <laughs> Funny how that worked out. Put them in their body bag. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, he feels they body he body bagged them. Yeah. He feels he won that. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he, he totally Don't worry, did. I don't worry, I handled yeah, it. Totally. If he made one more Kennedy assassination reference, I was gonna start to no, get concerned about all of our security he's with got, I'm like what? He's got what's his go to things. What's yeah. with your obsession with the Kennedy assassination? Big Dealy Plaza guy. He yeah. feels <laughs> I've stood on that X. What? He feels he knows a lot more. And he's he's heard some things. Yeah. yeah he's heard some things. Oh, he's he's pretty pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. I've taken a look at that picket fence of the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. Impossible. I, I agree with them. Just go stand on the X and look at him. There's no way this happened. Well, it was funny because that was when somebody figured out, somebody put on Twitter that Brock Purdy looks like um, yeah, Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. And I had read that right before I listened to the Lombardi interview. So I was very confused because in my mind, I thought they were maybe related. Okay. But instead, but, he's just no, a it's big, just, it just came out of nowhere. Kennedy, uh, he's, he's watched JFK uh, uh, several times. Yeah. Yeah. He's watched that movie many, many times. Mm. All right. Well, let's uh, get back to your calls. What do you say? 617-779-0985. Combo in the car. Combo. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Long time, long time. Right, right. I was going to say, so, you used to call us, but we haven't heard from you maybe in years now. You get combo number one or number two, medium size. Well, I, I got a I uh, crane crane job now, and there's nice. a radio oh. going on in the background, and I really oh. can't. Squeeze you in and having all the radios going on in the background. So wait a minute, real quick. What is it? One of those high rise cranes or low? Uh, no, I uh, I'm a longshoreman, so it's the uh, rubber tire gantry cranes. Oh. We put the stuffs on the back of the trucks. Nice, oh, interesting. All right. It took me 20 years to uh, finally get you know the courage to do it, but now I'm doing it and uh, life's good. Good, good for you. Right. So Joe, you like movies? I'm going to sum up the Patriots. Uh, Last 25 years in one movie. You remember the scene of The Wizard of Oz when they all went to see the... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the kid did. But uh, they all see the wizard, and it's the great wizard, right? Well, it's the great oh, Belichick. powerful Oz. And, uh, right, and it's all the powerful Belichick. And then after four years, we peek behind the curtain, and it was Tom Brady oh. the whole entire time. It's been Tom. And then another thing. Let me tell you how that Arthur Blank interview went. So he said, hey, uh, what can you do for the Falcons? Belichick said, oh, the last 25 years. No, 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 no. What can you do for us right now? What are you looking for? Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'd like to draft my own players. And I had to blame. He's like, what? (laughs) Are you serious? 
All right, come back for a second interview. And then he called all his friends. He's like, oh, you're not going to believe what this guy said. He wants to draft players. Come on and listen to this guy. And that's why he didn't get the job. I think he didn't get. I didn't. I think he didn't get the job because of one man. You've never seen the Wizard of Oz. I, I have to never go saw. back to that. What do you mean you've never seen the? Never Wizard saw the Wizard of Oz. I didn't like the setup. It looked weird to me. You know, talking um, Tin Man. Wait, wait, wait. One, you you talk about the Wizard of Oz like you would have sat down as an adult to try it for the first time. You were not subjected to watching. No, I think I was scared of it. The Wizard of Oz, yeah. like put in front of the television when it aired I on NBC. I didn't like the 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 witchy sound of the way it was singing. Milliken, have you seen the Wizard of Oz? Yes, I actually had nightmares from it. The Thank lion you, bothered me a little bit as a child. I got bothered by it. I got creeped out by the production quality of it. Bart? I've seen it not in a long time, but I've seen it. Okay, I've seen the Wizard of Oz a hundred times in my life. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. So when we talk about the... Oh, oh, oh. I, well, I remember that because it was played in our stadium. Okay, but that's from the Wizard of Oz. I know. <laughs> yeah. So you were scared. So when so. you hear him say, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I have no clue. What that you means. don't know what that means. Nope. Wow. Nope. Are you? I am scared? Oz, the great and powerful. No, you don't know. You don't get any of that. No, I like it. But I like the, the great and powerful Oz. I like the Star Wars thing where the dude like appears, the big grim reaper looking dude. I am your master. <laughs> and then like Obi-Wan, not, not Obi-Wan, but um, Darth Vader and them all look up to him. I'm like that's freaky. I think Milliken does have a lot of the cowardly lion in him. I think he. I think that's a relatable character for you. And he would look like I'm a coward. No, because he wasn't a coward. It turns yeah. out that he did have courage. It took forever for it to come out. It of him, just though. needed him. To, he just knowing, needed to realize it. Knowing the meaning of these characters, I would c- consider you the Tin Man by the way you run down the hallway. Well, <laughs> stiff, heavy feet. Well, hey, when your coffee spilled and Ryan was taking his time to come save you, you wish it was me, didn't you? Oh, we're good. Come on. The screen's a little large now. People can't get the screen down. Oh, what did you do? Well, he was wiping the screen with the coffee napkins. Did you hit it with coffee? I don't know. It's all dried well, down. Where's Dennis? I'm going to hear the keys. Is Dennis, the... Is, Darren, is Dennis quarantined? Is he told to stay away? It can't be. Um, why would, know, he, why he? would he stay away? We're all... We're, we were all there. I'm here. I spent more time with him than anybody. I'm, it's a serious question. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know, know what the rules are for everybody involved that was at the Super Spreader event that we hosted. Man, we can host Super Vegas. Spreaders, man. We we got some big uh, ones. The meal was spectacular, though, for a Super Spreader. I didn't think they would be that nice, oh, but they are. People's plates. I didn't know that a Super Spreader could be such, <laughs> a, such a nice night out. Oh, man, he was sitting right next to me. Milliken's laughing at me. <laughs> what? What's the Nothing. I'm just observing. That's yeah, all. we went to a Super Bowl Super Spreader. Vegas 2024. And it wasn't even like an open room. It was like condensed room. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a tight room. We had a, pri- we had a private room. Oh, we had a private room for dinner. Tell you what. We, we, it was nice. We go out. We go out, man. We really do. We, this company knows how to do it. Do it up right. Nice. The meal was spectacular. You don't, you don't miss a party or a meal at this place. Mary knows how to throw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Play some more Starship. Yeah, that was good. Do they have I any like other it. hits? That's the only oh, one God, I yeah. yeah. What else? Oh, my God. Stop it. I mean, I even got the artist wrong on that one. Why did I think it was? 
What is Tower of Power? What do they do? What were they? Weren't they like a similar time frame? Somewhat. Songs like that or no? Yeah, kind of. That kind of their thing? Yeah. Why am I confusing those two? They were, uh, what is hip? First song that came up. Yeah, I just have it totally confused. Yeah. So very hard to go. All right, then. Well, uh, more of your calls are coming up. Next. Yeah, next, right after this. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. We're back with more Zolak and Bertrand on the Sports Hub. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Another huge hit. Takes me back to my proms. I don't know how they built the city on rock and roll, but they did it. Well, you take, you, well, you, first of all, you start with the rock. And then the rock. And imagine it. Like, this is probably how the Egyptians did it when they built the pyramids. You got to get the rock, and it's sort of like that pulley system. And then you get it up on the wheel, and then you roll it on the wheel down the hill. So, in essence, the, the, the Egyptians technically built the pyramids on rock and roll. I believe, I'm Googling it now, that Rolling Stone once named this the worst song ever created. Well, they're stupid. Uh, I'm seeing that in 2011, Rolling Stone magazine had an online reader's poll that named it the worst song in the Oh, really? It says, by a wide margin. By a wide margin. What about Right Said Fred? Uh, Here we go. August of 16, GQ magazine declared the song as the worst of all time, referring to it as the most detested song in human history. What about Come On Eileen? Uh, you know who was involved in writing this song? It was Bernie, who wrote all of Elton John's songs. Oh. Bernie Toppin. He was apparently one of the writers. I don't know. That, that song He wrote hits, an early man. version of the song. That song hits. Yeah. What about Meatloaf? <laughs> Peter Wolf he played, me, played keyboards on that song. How about that? Man. Oh, a different Peter Wolf. Oh, it's a great song. And producer Peter Wolf, not the Peter Wolf from from Jay Giles. Different Peter Wolf. Uh, di- different musician. All right, then. Uh, 617-779-0985. Well, Mr. Roboto. A stupid song. I think of a lot of stupid songs. That's a bad one. That's a dumb one. Yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, no, I don't know. Dumb. That's a good band. One of their worst songs. How about Rock Me Amadeus? How did you feel about that one? I liked the track, but I didn't like the song. Oh, okay. Uh, Ryan and Malden with a good question about last night's game. Ryan. 
Hey, what's going hey. on, Zoe? How we doing, Beetle? How are you? Appreciate you taking the call. I'm doing great. I'm no doing T-bone. great. Yeah, no T-bone. No T-bone today. Oh, it's, it feels great. Doesn't it's like it? a, it's like a, it's, it's a thousand pounds off my back. Milliken, you're doing a great job. Boy, Keep Tyler. it up, my man. Job, Tyler. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised no one's brought this up yet. But there's two, but two of the best tight ends faced off yesterday in the Super Bowl, and I don't think one of them showed up. George Kittle, where was he the whole game? I uh, I don't I don't know if you guys know if he got hurt because at the end of the game he went toward the end of the tunnel and then he came back out. But I'm, if I'm looking at my stats, I got my papers in front of me. Oh, he had one catch. One catch. George Kittle, one catch. How is that possible? All fair. All fair criticism. And um, Kelsey really didn't get going till late in the game. He had those two. And he ran over that guy on the sideline. But that was about it. Um, yeah. You expected a little more fireworks from the tight end position. You didn't get it. Kittle goes in. They do that, they do that Ryan, to X-ray him. And once you're cleared on the X-ray, they bring him back out. It's not like that guy had to go take a leak. He got nicked up. Again, man, losing your knee or Achilles to a non-contact injury when you're excited to run onto the field, that was a killer for them. Travis Kelsey, by the way, reached a top speed of 19.68 miles per hour on his 22-yard reception to set up the Chiefs' game-tying field goal. Kelsey's fastest speed as a ball carrier that has been recorded over the last seven seasons. Tell me there's not something special about the juice and the adrenaline of the Super Bowl the and that the best players show up and put in the best, you know, sort of above and beyond what their physical capabilities are on most days. Yep. Don't you love reading something it's, like that? It's like when McCourty picked that. Don't you love that, Barth? Well, that goes to your theory about what did he know about his future. He's emptying the tank, truly. Yeah. Down the stretch. And Well, again, if he marries Taylor Swift, I don't know that he needs the $30 million from the Chiefs the next couple of years. I don't know if he needs the grind and the buildup and the separation from her if he's that head over heels and you want to get started on your life. Another good point there, Zolf. They're going to get football, started in life. Football and they're is gonna, very demanding. Those two kids are going to get married. Football is very demanding. She has put in a ton of effort, which I respect out of her, to go see him play, which is not easy given her schedule. And, you know, if this thing works itself out, he could end up just following her around for the rest of his days. In mad true love. How wouldn't that be a life? Can you imagine that life? Taylor life. Taylor Kelsey. Just travel the world. Would she take his name? No. Why? Because she's has a name. Mm-hmm. And it's a very famous one already, so it would be unlikely to change. That's why. If you're asking that question seriously, that's why. I'm not asking it seriously. Taylor Wait, Swift I, I Kelsey. Him, I'd, change it, I'd change my name. Uh, kids uh, do that now. They hyphenate names. They change their names. Travis, Travis Swift. What not tell me, me, me. Sure. A little more country. Like Travis Tritt. Uh, he could say to her, I'll become T Swift too. No problem. Yeah, I'll carry your bags. Oh, what do you need? Right? Yeah, carry the bags. I'll drive you around. I'll do whatever you need. I'll do the heart signs, whatever you need. I'll make a heart with both hands. I'll yell, yeah, yeah. Pretend I know the words. I mean, you've got to have this fear if you're him in the back yeah. of your mind of getting chewed up and spit out and having he, an album written about you at any moment she now. She can adapt and put him at the, in at the beginning of the concerts where he could come out and he could go, you got to fight and get the place going, for your right to part. He could do that. And then he could do the, can I hear a na-na-na-na-na? Like, give me some of that. 
He could be the guy he is off the podcast. 